Welcome, my creative beings, to another episode of the MV series, where once again, guys, our goal is to unveil the curtains of the fashion and entertainment business and give you guys an inside scoop of who's behind the hottest celebrities and creative projects today. My name is Maria Von Sauten, or just MVS, and I'm your curator-in-chief. Before we get started today here, guys, I just wanted to let you know that we are recording inside the offices of Leret Leret, which is owned by my dear friend, Eduard Leret. They are an amazing cashmere brand based here in New York City. Their pieces are made 100% out of Mongolian cashmere. I'm actually wearing my favorite one today, which is the sweater number 25. I hope you guys can see it from there. If you guys haven't seen the brand, please, please, please check them out. They're absolutely amazing. So guys, Guys, today's episode might just make me a tiny bit nostalgic here, so please bear with me today as the creative gracing us with her presence used to collaborate with me in my editorial era, I would say a few moons ago, and she was a real, real favorite for me creatives. I will be talking to celebrity and editorial, uber talented makeup artist, Carolina Dali. Today, her resume is more packed than a New York subway, and I say that in the best way possible, as she has collaborated with the biggest fashion outlets in the world, including Vogue, Vogue Italia, V Magazine, Harper's Bazaar, Elle, and Interview Magazine. She has also worked on campaigns for Tom Ford, Chanel, Marc Jacobs, Oscar de la Renta, Michael Kors, Louis Vuitton, Calvin Klein, and Nike. Her celebrity clients, guys, include Euphoria's own Hunter Schaefer, Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things, Kate Hudson, and more. Caro, my beautiful, beautiful oh, and kindest friend. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, thank you. Welcome to the Envy series. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. I never do these things. And I know you, you don't. Me, I was like, obviously. I know you won't. <laughs> and thank you, thank you so much, if anything, for gracing us with your time oh, and presence so today. Guys, she's so busy, this lady. Like, truly, I'm honored to have oh, her in this chair today. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having me. Of course, it's my absolute pleasure. So my love. I usually like to start these little chats of ours yeah. by taking it back to our guest beginnings, of course, and really making sure that our creatives back home familiarize themselves, you know, with you in a more personal way, which is yeah, what we're trying to do here, right? So can you start by telling us where were you born and where did you grow up? So I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I grew up on the border of Bed-Stuy to Williamsburg on Bedford, but like you know, years and years ago, long before it became, you know, what it is today, today. <laughs> when it was just like mostly a community of, of Latinos and black artists and artists in general. That's beautiful. So it was it was a great time. Our Latino people. Yes. Yes, yes. With all my Latinos, it was it was magic. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that. And I would actually love to know, you know, talking about your beginnings and you growing up at what point my love do you believe your passion for makeup and fashion began right was it from an early age and were your parents or family supportive of those interests if that was the case so my parents were not the most supportive right. um they wanted me to become like a lawyer or an architect I got um that. i actually i became interested in fashion very very young i would say Ooh. like probably like around 11, 12 years old. Very young, yeah, actually. Yeah, my, my sister, uh, my, my older, much older sister right. um, is a hairstylist. Oh. So I started assisting <laughs> at a salon when I was like 
12, 13. My gosh, you were literally a baby prodigy. Cleaning the floor, assisting. And um, my mom, she kind of worked in fashion. She okay. she's a, she was a pattern maker. Oh, wow. And then my my grandmother was a seamstress. So in a way, even though it, you know, it, it wasn't like on the side that I'm in, it it did inspire me and 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 spark an interest really young absolutely because i feel like also when you see that at home maybe it's not what they wanted for you because i know like yes. you know the artist life is a struggle guys, absolutely right? and like my mom you know she worked in a factory in brooklyn and oh, had wow. like you know really a really tough life making minimum wage and absolutely. making it work doing two jobs wow. sometimes even three so i don't think she she wanted that for, for me. you. She wanted me to, you know, go into academics or or law or something that would something make it smoother, yeah. right, for your future. But I yeah. see where you got the hustle from. My, the hustle hard from my mom and my dad. Absolutely. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. And, you know, something I was interested to know as well is, mm -hmm. you know, where did you go to school and what did you study? Because I think a lot of our creatives back home really wonder if it's necessary to maybe study their craft especially in artistic craft, right, in yes. school? I, I think um, I think it can help, but for the most part, on for makeup, like on my end, right. uh, I wouldn't say that it's mandatory. A lot of the top makeup artists that I know did not um, study uh, beauty or Absolutely makeup, in including school. myself. Yeah. I did not study makeup in school. I studied... Um, fashion design wow. in high school. I went to fashion industries high school in the city. And um, and then in college, I studied human resources and German. So wow. they have absolutely nothing uh, to do with what I do today. So you see, guys, not necessarily. As not Karo necessarily, said, right? not at all. If you have a passion for it and you can get the right amount of practice, um, I think it's possible without having to... Per se, to go to school for it. it. I think if yeah. you have the love, the passion, and the interest, yes. right, you can really go after, study that craft on yourself, and practice, Absolutely. practice, practice makes it perfect. And now I'm so curious to know, friend, uh, what was your first opportunity ever, ever, ever in this industry? Were you assisting possibly, and how did it come about for you? So I never assisted anyone. When I started um, doing makeup, I didn't even know that like assisting was a possibility. Wow. And this was like before social media. So it, it, it's it not, it's, it's a different time. It's not like it is today where we're like, okay, this is the trajectory that you should follow. And this is like the quickest way to make it there. Absolutely. Um, so I, I was actually, I feel like makeup found me because wow. I wasn't even I looking that. to do makeup. I was studying fashion design and I right. thought I was going to become a fashion designer because I loved drawing, painting. I mean, art was my first true passion when I was a child. I wanted to become a painter. And sense. then I realized, okay, well, I love fashion so I can combine the two and work as a fashion designer. And That's so when cool. I was going to um, fashion design high school, um, the high school of fashion industries I had friends that I would do makeup on for like Halloween and just events just my good friends right 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 started and like playing with them a little started bit started <laughs> playing with them and I would transform them into these like completely different characters and I remember That's my crazy. one friend Angel 
I did his makeup for Halloween, and he dressed up as China the wrestler. No way! And it was so <laughs> spot on. Like, people went nuts. And then a friend of mine was actually looking for a job for herself. Okay. And she saw a listing for Makeup Artists Wanted, and she was like, you should go. You should call them. Like, it's $20 an hour. I would go if I knew how to do makeup. Absolutely. But that wasn't and, the case for her. So she but was like, that it's was, you, girl. Exactly. She was like, it's Good you. Friend. You should do it. And I I was like $20 an hour that sounds like a lot of money I was like 16 at the time right so I called and um, the lady was like okay you can come in and like let's just do like a trial absolutely on on one of her co-workers and so I went in it was like this high-end um, uh, beauty boutique Ooh, and nice. um, and so I did the trial and she was like wow you're so good and she like hired me on the spot and she had no idea that I was 16 years old and I was like working with a fake ID basically. Oh my god. Fake it till you make it, right? It, you make it, it happens to all of us. I was like, you know, my mom was a single mom. She'd recently sure. gotten divorced from my dad. And like I mentioned before, you know, she worked a factory job. We're living in New York City. I was like, I need to find a way to make support money her, and her, support right. her and help her and help my family oh, as beautiful well. beautiful friend. So I, um, yeah, I found, or makeup found me, and then it just kind of, you know, slowly went into different and bigger opportunities. And eventually, um, I ended up finding out more about you know the profession of like absolutely. makeup as a profession absolutely and i was like wait this is actually the perfect fit for me because i love to paint right. and draw and when i learned more about fashion design i realized that it wasn't as fitting for my personality as you thought it would be as initially I, right yes. you kind of like started to find your way exactly and i realized like makeup makeup artistry is like painting the difference is that mm -hmm. i'm painting on a live canvas instead of you know and a still a still right blank canvas. object that doesn't yeah. move so um yeah i decided to pursue it and i started off by doing test shoots to build my book i feel you that happened to me <laughs> <laughs> like literally making zero money and working all these other odd jobs to be able to test and build my book and just like reaching out to modeling agencies and photographers that i would find online and just being like hey just literally cold calling people and I emailing people right. and being like, you know, give me a chance. I will do it for free. And eventually some of the modeling agencies, like I went to, I tried to get in with and like meet with all the modeling agencies right. in New York. Absolutely. And, um, you know, some of them wouldn't respond, but it with, happens all with the time. enough, you know, persistence right. and always following up and, and, you know, trying to call an email regularly yes, and that's everyone that's eventually crucial. they're like oh wait we have this model that we just signed and she's doing this test shoot if you want we'll put you in touch with the photographer oh and then that's how that's Things how it started, started picking up for you because i yeah. think it's so important what you just touched on it was literally you know my my next question for you because yeah. sometimes people think that oh the opportunities will rise i'm good yeah. i'm gonna put this on instagram and that's it but like no. you, as you guys can see you know it really takes a lot of persistence right yes. a lot a lot of passion and yes. you being able to take the nose right absolutely yeah and really being able to say okay i understand that this happened i'm still acquiring some experience here 
but I'm gonna keep pushing and pushing for more and you truly Absolutely. went after these people yes right? I did That's crazy. I tried not to be annoying and call every week <laughs> but I was definitely persistent and right. I would always find different avenues if like I was looking at a certain modeling agency that had like all the top models. I would see that on the corner, they would list the photographer that shot each picture. And I would be like, (laughs) oh, let me Google this person. And then I would find their website and I will email them and send them samples of my work. And, And eventually people slowly started reaching out to me and so many of the great agencies in new york i got to working with like img and women supreme at right. the time oh, wow. um and that's that's how it all started. picked up for you a little yeah. bit right yeah, and i i literally did not know a single person in the industry that's crazy like it's not, so important that you're not a single too. connection right. You just went for it. Literally. I just went for it. And, and, and in a way, it's like, you know, when you're so young, you have this kind of like, you know, just like drive go for yeah. it, drive like eyes on the bull's eye attitude that you don't realize that oh, maybe these people are never going to reach out to me. I never thought that. I was like, oh, it's only a matter of time. Like they're, they're eventually going to, going show to up. respond. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to have kind of like that young, disillusional, like, yeah, it's going to work. Absolutely. Attitude. And I'm sure you were <laughs> at it for maybe a, a year oh, or a yeah. few years, oh, right? Oh, yeah, like really, really picked up for you, right? Because people Absolutely. sometimes think like, oh, I'll get the first opportunity and I'll be booked and busy right Absolutely after that. Absolutely not. Right? The, first, the very first job that I got working at that uh, beauty boutique, um, that's I, I worked that job because I was still going to high school during right. the weekdays. So I would work that job on the weekends. And then eventually when I finished high school, I was working like three other jobs to supplement oh, wow. my income so that I could go do those test shoots for free. Girl, you were added. I was added. I was working as like a telemarketer. I was working in like uh, women's clothing yes. shops. I was doing everything just so that I could have enough Keep doing income your, right. to be able to, to, you know, to test since I wasn't getting paid for that, I had to find another way to supplement my income. I would say like the first year or two, I did not make any money of doing photo shoots. That happened to me as well in styling, so I get where you're coming from. Wow, that's impressive. I did not know that creatives. I'm really, really, really excited to hear this from you. And I also noticed, my love, in your bio that you have Men's Groomer, which I was actually surprised by because we worked together in a few editorials and Kara's obviously a master makeup artist, as I mentioned to you guys in our intro. Uh, was it something, you know, men's grooming that you started doing simultaneously with makeup back then as well? Was it something that came with time? Um, I believe I started kind of like doing both. I started off with women mostly. Right. But um, later on in my career, as I got representation, right. my agent was like, oh, you know, you do this like very clean, like minimal skin. This could work for for great for men. Because, you know, men usually don't like to wear a lot of makeup and like to look as That's natural as possible. Yeah. And so I um, I started doing men and that eventually grew and grew rather quickly. And wow. and that was great because I love I love working with women, yeah. but I love working with men, too. It's a different energy. Um, I fully get that. And yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy both. And I, I've been blessed to work with 
a lot of both sides and have worked with some incredible talent and have a really great male clientele I know you do I know you do and I think it's important like like Caro says here to have this diversity guys yes you know I think you're you're I think that expands obviously your clientele and your potential to keep growing when you can really do both things. Yes, right? absolutely. I think that's crucial. I think that's crucial. And talking, my friend, about your beginnings here, yes. right? Um, we always like to know here at the MV series, uh, were there possibly any mentors or players in the field who guided you at all or helped you along the way to get to the stage you're in in your career today? I know some people don't have it, some people do, yeah. so I'd love to know your take on this. Um, I, I don't, sadly, I don't have any wow. mentors. I Like I mentioned, I came into the industry and I knew nobody. I had to start at the very bottom and slowly work my way to where I am today. And... Um, Yeah. Kind of guide yourself through yeah, it, basically, right? Yes. I had a, you know, I did have a, a few players that helped me here and there. Mm -hmm. That definitely, I must say, that like helped me, you know, get better at my craft. But yeah. I do completely see where you're coming from because I think the opportunities I got mostly, I had yeah. to like go for them myself. Yes. Um, you know, Absolutely. I think Eduardo, Same. the one that worked with us a little oh, bit, yes, was a person that definitely yes. supported me with a few opportunities here and there, but definitely yes. a stylist itself. Like I had probably one that helped guide me yeah. and that was pretty much it. So I get where you're coming from, where I had to really find my way. And the thing too with like makeup artists and stylists as well yeah. is that we rarely ever meet other makeup artists. Like yes. I don't really know that many and the few that I have met, I've met at like a press junket or something like that. Like, you know, we're like working on like a cast of a, of, of of a movie, right, 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 right. but so, but it's still rare. And, um, even though now I have a few good friends that are makeup artists, like, especially when I started, I, I was, st I started off doing mostly like photo shoots, fashion advertisement. I was only, I was always the only makeup artist in the room right so i unfortunately didn't get to meet um other makeup artists absolutely absolutely yeah. i get that because exactly like you said i think it's similar in both sides right and when you mm -hmm. do it's more when you have those group projects and it's very rare it's very rare that they happen <laughs> right what would you say was your first biggest opportunity as a key makeup yeah. artist right and we would love to know also how this came about for you because it's always important yeah. right to to yeah, explain absolutely. the process here of that growth so um i was freelancing uh in kind of like on the store and and um freelance level for several beauty brands at the time okay and one of them was dior and um, i had a great relationship with the entire team wow. and um i was super young they had just opened up a position for national makeup artists for the u.s that's huge and, girl yeah and actually the job was not even meant to be for me the job was meant to be for their trainer she was the one that was in charge of training all the makeup artists that worked for dior absolutely but she um became pregnant and was gonna have a baby and she was like i can't do it but i want carolina to be able to do What it so <laughs> she she basically picked me to to do the job and it was it was it was kind of like unbelievable for most people because i was like 20 turning 20 still a baby yeah still a baby oh, and God like him. so grateful always for Dior to have given me that opportunity because most of the people that were in a position like that and 
other brands were people that were like you know very experienced and well into their 30s of course of course so it was it was really um you know it was really a huge blessing to have them recognize my talent and be able to take a chance on me at such a young age i, I couldn't mean, agree more like what up and maybe like this was written in the stars for you yes. it's what i feel you know because yes. look where you are today and I think this was the first major stepping it stone, as you say, in your career, right? It was a huge stepping stone. I think it's beautiful that I can see this brand does give opportunities yes. to younger, you know, younger artists. artists. Absolutely. And it's lovely to know that that you were one of those chosen ones because yes. I know you deserve it more than anybody here. Oh, thank But you. that's awesome to know. What a beautiful yeah. first opportunity to have. Yeah. And I'm sure you trained a bunch of people. I did. Right? I did. And I, I got to work with some incredible artists and I got to work with you know the entire Dior team that was very supportive and and really amazing to That's work incredible. with and then from there it's when I decided okay I kind of I want to do this and do this full force and Absolutely. like really go for it because I felt like at the time there wasn't that much more room for me to grow as an artist right um, right because you know it was kind of like the biggest position that you could hold as, as a makeup artist so I felt like you know it was the time it was time for me to go on and and give the freelance career path like a real go a real go a re especially after yeah. that experience I'm sure it was you know then a little bit more helpful for you to build yeah. on top of that and say hey I've already done this yeah now I'm ready to you know spread my wings and fly yes, basically and i I'm, love that i'm so glad that I, i made that choice i am too and i'm thankful for dior as well <laughs> yes. i definitely am thank and you dior yeah thank you dior <laughs> killed it killed it and we know that today obviously right and i think you just spoke a little bit on that so we're gonna expand on it yes. you work with both obviously fashion brands and magazines mm -hmm. right as well as with celebrities on their personal events and appearances yes So was there a particular order uh, in which these jobs started coming your way? For example, was it initially mainly, uh, mainly brands, right, and editorials, and mm -hmm. then little by little you started booking those personal celebrity clients? Yes, so I started off mostly doing editorial and advertisement, and I did that for several years. And um, actually my first um, celebrity client just happened by by the stars by wow. coincidence <laughs> i um i was friends with this model and she was friends with um with the manager to lauren hill oh wow and i had no idea Girl. i had no clue you throw this bomb here today <laughs> yes. wow. and she was so the the model she was looking for a makeup artist because she was doing like this photo shoot for herself to like build her book of and course. she was like hey I don't really have a budget but like could you help me and do my makeup and I was like yeah absolutely like again this is very important especially when you start out say yes to everything because you never know where it may lead thank you for saying so this. I was like yeah absolutely like I'll come I'll do it no problem so I did the photo shoot for her and did her makeup and the pictures turned out gorgeous and I have then no doubt. Oh, <laughs> I wish you, I was like you. do you want to to my shoot biggest blessing in the world and um yeah so she got the pictures and they looked beautiful wow. and then she happened to be showing them to um her friend who worked with lauren right and um at the time lauren was going on a uh, world tour and like doing uh, mostly europe 
And so she, they, he was looking for makeup artists for her. And so oh, I was living in I was living in Brooklyn in Bay Ridge. It was like Whoa. my first apartment by myself. <laughs> it was like this one bedroom apartment. And Lauren Hill literally came to my house. You're kidding. You're <laughs> kidding. That's you, you guys heard this here first, okay? That's serious. She That's came insane, to girl. my house. And she had me do the makeup trial on her. Oh, Lord. I had, which I used to do back then, and I need to find a picture of this because I have it somewhere at home. But back then, um, before I worked with someone, I would make a drawing of how I envisioned their of makeup. Of course, so you were very prepared always, yeah, so, basically. Yeah, so I, I pulled out my sketchbook, and I was like, oh, I kind of envision you with this look. And she was like, okay. And um, she let me do her makeup in my living room. Wow, <laughs> and, girl. Uh, and she really loved it. And she booked me. And that was like my <sighs> first uh, celebrity client. And I was 21. That's insane. That's yeah. literally insane. So you see, guys, yeah. I think that every time someone knocks in your door, you know, I know that our time is so valuable, right? Yes. And I think with growth, uh, of course, you need to make sure that, you know, you're worth it's worth your time and yeah. that, you know, you're, you're really positioning yourself in the right way but I think that yes. especially at the beginning when you're wanting to grow and yes. spread those wings it's important to take on a lot of a the lot. opportunities that come your yes. way even if they're without pay because it's just taking you a step closer right uh, absolutely you never know the connection that you could build from that and I'm not saying do it going in thinking that it's going to lead to something sometimes right. it might not lead to anything but nonetheless, it's important to try to build as many connections, especially early on as possible. And yeah, and I mean, I had another, I had another two jobs supplementing my income. So I was blessed enough to be able to do that. And I know a lot of people can't do that, but there is a way. There is a way. When there's a yeah. will, there's a when way, there's right? When there's a will, there's a and way. And you're living proof, literally, yes. of this today, guys, seriously. Yes. And today... Would, do you have a preference for editorial brand work or personal celebrity gigs or they're both, you know, equally? I, I love them both and they are equally as fulfilling. fun, fulfilling <laughs> and exciting for me as an artist. Like I like to have a mix of all. For sure. And, um, I get bored very easily. So You're I, an artist, you know, so I got I, that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't want to be stuck doing just one thing. For sure. Um, so it's nice to have to have a mix of it all. And I think for the book, like we were saying, right, even talking back to the man's groomer yes. part that we were speaking, like having that diversity in the portfolio. Yes, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Especially during the pandemic, that really helped me. Because, um, you know, like I, I can do advertisement work i can do um editorial work i can do men's i can do women's so there were definitely a lot more jobs that i was able to do e even during the pandemic yeah that like for example some of my fellow artists that only did celebrities they were not working for the most part like a lot of them were not working at all because the events were not happening of course but thankfully for me knock on wood wow. um i had you know already a book built with a strong advertisement and um and commercial work talk, and editorial right? mm -hmm. and i was able to just spend more time doing those and because the celebrity work was not coming in so I was very very lucky to have been diversified and been able to do the other 
jobs as well. Amen to that, truthfully, amen yeah. to that, because I think that's where the, you know, really diversifying your portfolio yes. comes into place. We really yes. don't control what happens in the world, what happens in different fields, or, you know, what's going on. Maybe there's a recession, God knows. You yes, know? absolutely. And so having really those diverse skills can really help set you apart and yes. make sure that you're putting food on the table and you're ready to rock and roll. It's really, really important for me as a makeup artist to be diversified, to be able to do more than one style of makeup. Absolutely. It's really, really important. I can't stress that enough for especially people that are you know trying to get into the industry to really learn to do it to do as much of it as you can of course to learn to do skin that's you know not perfect to also learn how to work with skin that's older exactly different yes. features different races like this is all so important because in the end it, it will it it will create opportunity and i loved that you touch on this because i've seen also as a stylist you know the real importance of knowing how to do every single type of skin and i think it's crazy yes. to say and you can comment this a little bit better than i can as obviously a makeup artist yes that i've witnessed you know makeup artists sometimes not being able to really deal with every type of skin and even Absolutely. in this time right? yeah oh 100 percent. even nowadays i see it Sometimes where, you know, there's like artists that are really high up and are like signed to really reputable agencies right. and they still can't color match like black That's skin crazy. or Latino skin tones. So it's important to to be able to do it all, including black skin, POC skin, skin that is that has acne skin that is aging that's in your you know someone that's in absolutely. their 60s 70s and beyond absolutely like you need to be able to do it all you can't just go in thinking oh yeah i can just like do makeup on like a 17 year old model i mean at that point like anybody can do that i couldn't agree more i think it's really yeah. understanding that not every job will be the same job yes. and even like when you're faced with a client, what are you gonna say? Just no, or like yes. ruin their skin or not do a great job. So Absolutely. I think really inclusion and, and, and having every product for every type of skin. A hundred percent. Right, and the technique for that. And talking yes. actually about technique, uh, I wanted to ask you a question regarding, you know, are there different set of skills that you need to have for editorial versus a private client? Because I know even like for cameras, one thing, mm -hmm. maybe for, I don't know, an interview is another thing, right? So I guess it changes a little bit. Yeah, it does. Um, for like editorial work, I find that it's, for me, it's a lot more creative and freeing. And okay. it does require a different set of skills because for example, when I go into doing an editorial, I get a mood board from yeah, the photographer and from the stylist. And then off that mood board, I go into my laptop on Photoshop and I put together my own makeup mood board. I pull my own references. So yeah, it requires a whole different set of skill. Absolutely. Like even just something as simple as like being able to use Photoshop and go into Photoshop and create like a right. good mood board so that the day of the photo shoot, you say, okay, visually you pull that up and you show the photographer, these are my ideas and you go through your ideas and plan the looks. Right. Um, and then for, for celebrities and for events, I feel like, a lot of it is more psychological mm -hmm. than the it client, is yeah. yeah than it is um 
you know, having those technical skills Absolutely. to like be able to put together a mood board and Absolutely. pull references and Absolutely. et cetera. So you see guys, even Photoshop, I think as a makeup yeah. artist, maybe a lot of you wouldn't yeah. think of it, right? Starting yeah. off the bat, it's obviously something important for Caro's work and that yes. really helps her communicate, which yes. is another important thing, being it's able to communicate important. with the team, yes. right? With the rest of the team. Absolutely, because one person's description of natural yeah. can be a completely completely different description for somebody else i love that you're so it's important to be able to to um communicate and 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 show them visually what you want to do and what you want to input to the entire creative process and i think it even helps you like not waste your time because you're really being proactive about speaking about it with everybody before right and not like having to do a look and then take it all off because it's not what the photographer thought it would be right i've seen that happen oh 100 percent. (laughs) because his his description of you know do this look could be you could have a completely different thought and idea in your head from what they are envisioning so that's where referencing mood boarding etc comes in really comes in that makes yeah. so much sense to me and now since you know we were talking about skills and the different yes. skills that you might need you know editorial versus private celebrity client i would love to touch on your personal aesthetic yes how would you describe it and what would you say have been the key factors which possibly helped set yourself apart as an artist as a makeup artist right in this field i would say my aesthetic is minimalistic modern glamour with an edge for me even when i first first started doing makeup i early on developed my signature and my signature was skin very clean minimal fresh glowing skin i have maintained that uh through my entire career so i feel like that's that's what i became known for i became known for creating um that very fresh beautiful skin i love to show freckles and beauty marks and um i feel like also when you create as a base um that sort of natural fresh glowing skin you can add an eye you can add a lip you can add jewels you can do all these things and it never looks overpowering or overdone because you have that that foundation that is feels so light and effortless and fresh and fresh i think it's important to really stick to your essence here right i think it will really help you know, shine a light on you and on your aesthetic throughout time. I've had people that have told me, you know, sometimes they're like scrolling on Instagram and they see a makeup job and they're like, oh, I know Carolina had to have done this. And I was, and I'm the makeup artist that did that work because they can, some people can see my work and pinpoint it and it all ties back That's to insane. that natural skin like beautiful fresh glowing skin you have that i've trademark. always done yeah i have my trademark i ne- i was never ever into heavy skin and i'm not saying that i'm against it like everybody has their own aesthetic and it can work for other people for sure but um that was never my um my thing the reason why i think you stood so strong within the industry for so many years that makes a lot of sense to me and i love that you never changed that never changed that and i never will that's huge (laughs) that's huge and we obviously know my love that you've been you know in the beauty industry for so many years today and it would be lovely to know a little bit more 
you know, about what crucial lessons you've had throughout your career. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so what would you say, I guess, today were your main lesson or lessons that you've learned throughout your journey as a makeup artist mm -hmm. or that you wish someone had told you about as a younger Carolina, mm -hmm. which you could share with our creatives back home today? You know, maybe like the most important thing for you throughout your journey here that, that, that you've learned and you've taken with you? Um, I would say um, definitely believing in yourself and always staying focused on where your career is heading and, and, and the trajectory and direction that is going and not, not focus on the noise around you. Just focus on, on you and your goals and what you want to achieve. I think that's huge. You know, yeah. something that I even went through, and I'm not sure you've been through it, it's sometimes like you're only seeing, you know, there's so, there's not that many people in this industry, but you yeah. start noticing them when you start growing, right? And I think what you said is so crucial to just focus on you, yes. you know, and on your journey, because you're so right about the noise, and yes. you can maybe just like mistakenly focus on someone else or being like, they're here, how do, how do I get to this point? I'm not there right. yet, right? And it exactly. can kind of like mess with your mind. And like, you know, everybody's journey is different. You might arrive before or you might arrive after and there's nothing wrong with that. And I mean, success is not one straight line. That's, that's so true. That's another thing to always keep in mind. It was so important. It doesn't happen overnight and it's not one straight line. So important that you said that I couldn't agree more. And also, I know we touched on this just a tiny little bit. So I wanted to get more in depth about agencies here, right? And being managed by an agent. I know a lot of up and coming beauty artists obviously look to be associated with one one day, yeah. uh, you know, to be able to expand really their portfolio, their exposition, their bookings. Given you are a part of the wall group yes. today, we know that. What would you recommend is the best or most effective way of maybe reaching out to agencies to be able mm -hmm. to acquire representation in the future? I would say start assisting if you can. Okay. Like assist artists that are signed to the agency, especially when you're first, first starting yeah. out. Um, get, get, you know, a relationship, like build a relationship with the artist and then eventually and and when you're assisting an artist that is signed to the agency you're going to come in contact with the agent and their assistants and get to know more of the team so you can develop a relationship with them right and i think that would yeah. even help grow into a key you know makeup yeah artist oh absolutely there's been there's there's a there's several several um artists at even like at my agency at the wall group that were assistants to other wow. artists um that have since been signed that's incredible so, to yeah, know guys you there's see several so there's several. definitely an opportunity there i love yeah. that you suggested that i think it's a great way to start and especially mm -hmm. you not knowing back then that you could yeah. do that. Yeah, oh, I wish to, I would have known. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so now you guys do because she, you know, has blessed us with this, this advice today here. And also I think it's important to maybe share uh, with everybody what should they expect, right, from their agent or agency once they've been signed. Um, the way that I see it um, and, you know, my relationship with my own um, two managers I have one in LA one in New York and they represent me like you know across the board um, is it's like a it's like a marriage you know it's a it's <laughs> well, a yeah. it's a partnership 
like yes an agent can um can make introductions for you but um it's up to you as an artist to do your best job to show up on time to be kind and respectful and 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 to repeat that booking and sometimes you don't repeat that booking and that's absolutely fine but um you know it's important to have a partnership um between the two between yourself as an artist and the agent i think it yeah. helps too because i've seen in many cases sometimes even the artist will bring you know another client but it's important just that they yeah. are there to support you management wise, right? it should really... it should never be one-sided it should never be where you have a manager you know or agent and um you are the one bringing in every single job right and um and you don't feel like you're being supported in any way like it should be a partnership absolutely. between the two absolutely and would you say they also maybe help you you know in terms of like negotiating your contract oh absolutely you know, and all that part. has it been a relief for you to have that support you oh know? yes absolutely i mean before um when i lived in in vienna in austria yeah. i lived there um like in my early early 20s and i was still working as a makeup artist and still coming to new york and doing jobs here and there um, I didn't have an agent in New York because I was living there. Of course. And when I had to be the one, you know, like sending out the invoices, et wow. cetera. Oh my God, it was a disaster. Like I was literally I working imagine. for like Nike and they were emailing me like, hey, I need your invoice. I and can't like... pay you without the invoice. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, this job was like several, several months ago. And wow. I still haven't, like, I just completely forgot. Absolutely, because you you're so on the go, right? Yes, exactly. Like, it's like, you know, I have my, I had my daughter already and I was just, I just had like a lot going on and the traveling back and forth and my family here and then traveling there. So I was, um, yeah, I was like, wow, this is this is really hard to like do, try to do it all by yourself. It's really really hard yeah. to as an artist, you know, go in, do the job, do the invoicing, do this, do that. It's like lot. it's a lot. It's it's such a relief for me, and I'm so thankful to, um, you know, to have my my agents that are just they help me so much with Absolutely. doing all the um, negotiations as well. I'm not good at negotiating. Right, and I think artists you know? <laughs> in general, we not everybody, you know, guys, yeah. but I think a lot of us do struggle with the money part, yes, with the negotiating absolutely. part. And I definitely get where you're coming from in terms of like, having that support, someone that's really focused on, on getting that side yeah. correct for you can truly yeah. be a game changer, right? Because imagine oh, absolutely. if they the Nike one, they didn't have reminded you, it could yeah. just have it you could know, just flown off the radar. And right. I wouldn't have even noticed. Can you imagine? You know? How crazy, Kato, yeah. how crazy. So that does make a lot of sense, guys. And now yes, you understand absolutely. a little bit more, right? What to expect from that agent or agency. Absolutely, and also with rates, you know, in regards to rates, um, if there's a client that reaches out, maybe the agency has worked with that client before so they know how much you should be getting paid. Wow. You know, yeah. instead of getting paid like a different sum, like they know what the rates are. And I mean, for me as an artist, like I'm more focused on the artistry right. side of things than I am on, on, on the business side of things, and absolutely. business and like... And you know you won't be fooled with them by your side. So I think that does yeah. make a huge difference for it, us. So it we does. can keep 
being on the go, working, focusing on our art, and they can, you know, take care more of that part. Oh, it's a huge blessing. I love that. And friend, as I've told you before here, right, we do love to celebrate your trajectory, your contributions Mm. to the field, but we obviously also love to touch upon struggles, right, you might have faced so our creatives back home can have more of a concrete idea, I think, of the the journey, of the road that you had as a whole, right? Mm -hmm. What would you say has been your biggest struggle ever you know throughout your career and how did you overcome it so I would say it's been balancing having a career and having a family like I have two kids it's it's really beautiful babies you know well, like one I'm, is not I'm a married. baby <laughs> yeah, she's not such a baby anymore but um you know like being married and having my family and balancing um life and family and work is it's it can be quite challenging you know um there are certain opportunities that i sometimes pass on because hey i don't want to be gone for several weeks at a time away from my family of course but at the same time um you know my kids give me so much motivation and my daughter is like such an inspiration for me in every way like Um, I've seen that she's like she's got such a great eye and she's so talented in her own right so it's it's like a balance of both you know like it's a challenge but at the same time it's motivation and it's a blessing absolutely I couldn't agree more and I I saw you even you put a little makeup on her oh yeah she loves it it. she's gorgeous (laughs) and friend I think it would be important now to maybe possibly share some tips you might have for beautiful people back home yeah. uh what would you say is your biggest advice right for someone trying to become a celebrity or editorial makeup artist today mm-hmm. where and how should they start can they start i would start doing makeup on everyone you can get a hand your hands on <laughs> like it could be your family members at home actually that is one of the ways that I learned how to do makeup right, right. I would I would do my my sister my cousins my aunts my neighbor and just really get to know and 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 get to play with different facial features different skin tones age skin conditions And I would say, honestly, like if you're really young and you're starting out, get a job in a department store for at least six months. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. One, you're going to get paid to be there. And two, you're going to learn how to do makeup on people of all walks of lives, all different skin textures, different age. It is so important. I can't stress that enough. You need to learn to do them all from age race everything and what a better training place it it, there's really no better training place like i am so i'm so thankful that i like (laughs) just fell into that absolutely i had i literally had clients that would come in that would be of all ages all background different facial features like different skin conditions right like you should know how to do makeup on someone that has acne someone that has rosacea someone that has psoriasis like you should master how to do all of those things before 
you want to go further into before you want to go further into your career as a makeup artist I think you should be able to master them all an amazing tip by caro here guys i hope you, you took note of that and my friend for someone with maybe a little bit more experience already maybe mm -hmm. they've done you know the department store they've trained in their friends and family what do you think today is the best way to get your work out there i think besides obviously what you already mentioned which is you know, being assisting other people in agencies, you know, to have people start noticing you as a makeup artist. I know we're in the digital era yes. today. I don't know if that's something you recommend as well, you know, to be yeah, more Yeah, absolutely. I feel like social media is a really great tool to to spread your work and get it seen by more and more eyes like Instagram and TikTok. It's sure. a wonderful, it's a they're wonderful tools. Yeah. So I would, I would definitely suggest putting your work out there and yeah. you know as artists sometimes that's you know that's like one thing we don't do I mean I catch myself not even doing it myself as often as I should I'm trying to get better at it but um yeah it's important to put your work out there you never know who could be watching and who could be like oh I like this like let me go follow this person and then suddenly they have something that comes up and they're like oh this girl she posts such beautiful work let me reach out to her so it's it's really important to use the powers of social media as an artist nowadays i couldn't agree more because even now in reels today you get it like yeah. in this discovery pages mm -hmm. right and someone Absolutely. could really find you through there and and get that big yeah. opportunity through your door yeah. and now kind of talking you know going back to the basics here mm -hmm. what would you say are key products that any makeup artist should always you know carry in their kit I would say a good set of brushes are really important, but most of all, even before the pandemic started, cleanliness for me has always been a really, really big thing. Like make sure you have cleansing wipes, make sure you have stuff to sanitize your tools, sanitize your makeup, keep your makeup clean and organized. That is more important and believe it or not, Clients do notice that because I've had clients wow. say to me, like, compliment how clean and organized my kit is wow. and be like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm so happy to see that your stuff is so clean and organized because I've worked with people who I was, like, scared. And it's like, Ooh. I totally get it yeah. because it's your face and these tools are literally going in your eyes. Yeah. So you should just, no matter what you have in your kit, whether you have the most high-end, beautiful products, or you have what you can get by with, at the end of the day, keeping everything beautifully clean and organized and well-presented, people are gonna appreciate and recognize that. Wow, should be number one, and I'm surprised yes. maybe more artists are not focused on that, so I think that's huge, yes. you know, to, to say here, and obviously, like you said, you would be surprised that the clients notice. I was oh, surprised yeah. too, and they it's do. probably because they haven't had the experience they had with you or they've had worse situations oh, where they're yes. like, this is not clean. And when they see you, they're almost it's like a sigh of relief. And, you know, I'm always thrilled to ask our creatives that we have here this question, as I know this industry is absolutely ever changing, right? Have you noticed any changes in the industry today compared to when you first started in it? When I first signed with, um, with the wall group, right. um, I would say back then you really had to have like, the covers and all the big editorials with the biggest photographers and have the big campaigns. 
And um, now it's become a lot more accessible, which I think in a way is really great for more people because you don't need to have like the big, huge covers anymore. Like when I started, of course, yeah. now you could have like a strong following on, on social media and be able to showcase nice work and you can get signed. So back then it was like, you know, it, it, it was very hard. Yeah, you had like a lot of, uh, I guess, like doors to open, right? Yes. Like gatekeeping that was happening yes. at the time. And I think Absolutely. that today we're able to be more independent, like mm -hmm. you said, with social media. That's awesome to know, actually, because Absolutely. it gives a lot of the up and comers kind of like a sigh, you know, it's like a relief, oh, uh, yeah. a feeling of relief that they can also get there somehow on their own and be noticed on their own, you know, without maybe knowing the biggest photographer in the industry today and right. having worked with them. That's huge what you're yeah. saying. And finally, my love, I would love, love to know if we may, of course, we love to get the scoop here. What is next for Carolina Dali? Any future projects or goals even we can know about? Yeah, so I would like to play whatever small or big part it will be to um, help democratize the arts and make it make the arts more accessible for low-income people and for people of color. I, that's that's my next goal as an artist to be able to help open doors for artists that come from low-income communities like myself, who was told. No, you can't be an artist because your family's poor. How are you going to pay oh the bills? God. Like That's literally being discouraged already as a child and facing the reality that, wow, you know, maybe these people are right and it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that you can become an artist if you come from, you know, a certain pedigree and a certain wealth. Like it should be based on talent of and, and, and talent alone, not on connections and money and that's what's fair truly guys yeah. and you see why i brought this lady <laughs> boss here today because i know you know the kind person that she is what she stands for and it means so much you know to me that she took the time to be here and to, to even you. take the time to share this with you guys today and her goal truly in the future is to be able to mm -hmm. open these doors which is also mm -hmm. what we are trying to do here right and it means the world uh, to know that this is what you're aspiring to yes. do in the future. It just keeps me motivated to keep going as well, always. And, and it's so, so beautiful to have, you know, people like you moving this industry around Thank and you. knowing that there's kind souls like yourself really gifting us with your presence and, and you. with your amazing values and aspirations for the future. And Caro, my friend, to wrap this in a bow today, we love to give opportunities here, you know, yes. for our beautiful people back home here, the Envy Series, our Envy Series Ops, as we yes. like to call them. So is there anywhere, my love, or any email you can provide us with today where our more experienced creatives, of course, can apply to possibly assist you on a project yeah. someday? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will leave you the email to both of my managers and um, you, you're more than welcome to reach out, especially if you are in the New York City area or um, if you come here during fashion week right. and you're here during fashion week, um, 
very often looking for assistance. Guys, this is yeah. a huge opportunity, all right? So you're going to yeah. be seeing the email uh, down there so you guys can contact Caro and hopefully, you know, run for the chance <laughs> of supporting her and watching her work and, you know, assisting her in, in a project in the near future. Caro, yeah. I must say, my friend, I'm so incredibly <laughs> thrilled that we were able to make this me interview too. today. Yeah, me right? Too. Since the moment, truly, guys, I reached out to her. You were so, so incredibly open and excited to share your experiences, not only with me, but with everybody out there. You were Absolutely. so kind from, you know, day zero <laughs> that I reached out about this because of some of the reasons that I'm sure the creative saw here. Okay. Cannot think really of a better role model for oh, our people back home than yourself. Not only is your career and your clientele absolutely astonishing, right? And every goal you've met yeah. is just incredible and an inspiration for anybody starting today. But to me, as a person, as I always say, you could not be kinder, warmer, and really more welcoming to anybody that's working with you or even around mm -hmm. you, which is the craziest thing to me. Not Sometimes, you know, people are having a team and maybe they have the stylist you know like we've worked together in the past yes. and maybe you're kind to me but not to my assistant and, yeah and that's truly not oh, no. the case with you <laughs> you're the first person to say hello to make sure everybody's doing well you know and that's Absolutely. why i wanted you here today to me you are an example to follow Thank not you. only as a superstar professional and creative but also as a human being in general like i just Thank said you. and i have no doubts in my mind my friend that not only you have motivated me today but you have motivated every single person oh, so. <laughs> watching you in the screen. And I cannot wait to see what you have, you know, coming up in your future, oh, which too. I'm sure is so, so I bright. can't wait to share with you guys in the future once I get those plans. Oh my gosh, and, we can't wait. Running. We'll have her back, guys. So so keep your seats warm for Caro again. I love you, friend. Oh Thank my you God, so I love much. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. You're so special. So, so special. I'm so excited for Aww. you. And this this is going to be major. Oh. This is going to be so major. Universe willing to support, <laughs> guys. Thank you for being with me and Kara today. <laughs> thank you for having me. My creative beings, thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us here today. It was so, so special to spend this time together with Carolina, and I hope it was for you guys as well. And creatives, before I leave you guys today, I would like to kindly remind you once again that the MV series is streaming on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as have additional socials on TikTok and Instagram all under the Envy series. Guys, please subscribe, subscribe, and keep showing us that amazing love so we can show ours right back to you. And cannot wait to see you guys once again next Wednesday right here at the Envy series.